Hello, everybody. Welcome to MTG Plays Podcast. We're talking Crimson Vow. We're going to release these in mini episodes, so you'll get one color an episode. We're just going to talk about rares and mythic rares. So uh, let's jump right in. All right, so now we're going to move on to black. Here we go. So first rare is Blood Vile Purveyor. Two black black for a 5-6 vampire with flying trample. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player creates a blood token. A blood token is a new thing that's an artifact with uh, pay one, tap, discard a card, sacrifice this, draw a card. So you get to, it's like a clue token, but you loot instead. Um, and then whenever it attacks, it gets plus one plus oh for each blood token defending player controls. And this was day zero errata. It's actually until end of turn. So it doesn't stack getting that. It's just when it attacks, it gets the buff and then it goes away. So it's like, uh, isn't, isn't that how fire breathing works too? If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you have to like, pay mana. This isn't mana. This is just your yeah, points yeah, are going to cast spells, which makes them blood tokens. So if they cast three yeah. spells, they have three blood tokens. Then when you attack them, you this is going to be you know an eight six because they have three blood tokens. Yeah. And it has flying and trample, and it's a four for for that. It's only four it's mana four, for five six. It's flying four trample. four five six. Like that uh, by itself is pretty damn good. Yeah, and and stats. who cares if you're giving your opponents the ability to loot cards? Just like when they cast spells, it's going to be most of the time it's going to be at least a six six probably when you. Oh yeah, if not if not more easily, especially in for four game. mana. Yeah, that's, that's good. so good. That's it's really flying good. and trample. <laughs> Flying and Trample is a good combo, too. Like, that's hard. That's one of the better ones. Uh, next up, we have Cemetery Desecrator. It is four black black for a zombie creature with Menace. And it's a 4-4. Four, four. When Cemetery Desecrator enters the battlefield or dies, exile another card from a graveyard. When you do, choose one. Remove X counters from target permanence or X is the mana value of the exile card. Or target creature in opponent controls gets minus, minus X, minus X until end of turn where X is the mana value of the exile card. So it's a vampire hex mage mixed with like a, a plague wind or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, this is so. This is an okay card. I don't like that it's only a four four for with menace for six mana. Yeah, that, um, that's kind it, of a difference. It is. It is pretty good that you get to do it twice because you get it when it enters and when it dies. So if you yep. if you have a recursion deck, like if you don't have to pay the mana for this and you could just pitch it, bring it back, and then you're going to keep doing this twice over and over. It's not that bad. Um, it also could be good against you know one one counter decks or you know if someone plays uh, you know. God forbid the ice counter deck, whatever right. you got to remove that. But other than that, I don't see it being playable. It's just too much mana for me. Like, I think this should cost like, is, I think this should cost like five lot. or four mana. Like yeah. they should have just made it four black, straight black, or something like that. Four been, straight black would have been way better for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, six is a lot. I feel like that's that's hard to play. Even in commander, there's way better cards you can play for six. Um, but nice it's effect. a powerful effect if you can make it yeah. work. Definitely good if you can cheat it. If you can cheat it's it, still, in, it's very good. It's still going to be very like busted and limited because you're going to be able to kill two things. Oh yeah, so, definitely. and you have four four menace. So yeah. 
All right, next we got Demonic Bargain. Uh-oh, this is another Demonic card. Is it going to be better oh than Demonic Tutor? Let's see. So it's two and a black, so already not. For a sorcery, <laughs> exile the top 13 cards of your library, then search your library for a card and put it in your hand. Then shuffle. That is a lot of cards you have in exile. Holy crap. <laughs> so it's better than a Diabolic Tutor. Not as good as Demonic, obviously, but... Yeah. You know, what if the card you want is in the top 13 cards? Exactly. Screw yourself. <laughs> but um, I, I still think it's playable. It's like any search card is good. I mean, especially a commander, like the odds of you hitting what you want in the top 13 are slim. And if you do, you probably have another card that would work just as good. Yeah, in. it's fine. Definitely fine a commander. Um, not so much in standard. That's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's why it's a demonic bargain. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 uh, you're risking it. That's for sure. Uh, where's the next one? All right, next up we have Dreadfeast Demon. It is five black black for a demon creature. That's a six six flying. At the beginning of your end step, sacrifice a non-demon creature. If you do, create a token that's a copy of. Red Feast Demon. Ooh, oh my. Yeah, so let me play this. Okay, a man still about to sacrifice a non-demon. If I do if I do have a non-demon. Okay, so I will. Now I have another Dreadfest. Now on the next turn, I have to sacrifice two non-things that make more copies. So basically you're gonna just gonna turn your whole board into six six flying demons. Yeah. Which is definitely not bad, especially Especially if you have tokens, because it doesn't have to be... It, just, it doesn't say anything about it being non-token. Right. It has to be non-demon. So, so it could be... I was, about to, I was about to say eight, uh, seven for this is a lot, but you... It, it multiplies yeah, I mean, seven mana is a lot, and it is only on your end step, but I do think this could be good with, like, that Jadar from the, from the last set that creates a, a zombie token at every end step if you don't have one. So you yeah. just make the token, and then you'll sack the token, and then make the token, sack the token. So, yeah, this uh, this could this can snowball quick. Or if you have like bitter blossom, which is going to make all of your tokens into six six flying demons. Yeah, that seems much better. <laughs> it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. Yeah, it's it's not bad. All right, the next card is dying to serve. It's two and a black for an enchantment. Whenever you discard one or more cards, create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token this ability triggers only once each turn so I already hate that it only triggers once yeah that's kind of sad it's not I mean you make a 2-2 by discarding a card that's good but there's already a card that does that yeah um yeah it's there's definitely better cards that do this that that, that do this better (laughs) it's it's fine for standard I guess but uh I don't know if I see it being played much beyond that. Uh, next up, we have Falconry Forebear. It is uh, two and a black for a 3-1 vampire creature with flying. Uh, it also cannot block. Whenever Falconry Forebear deals combat damage to a player, create a blood token. Uh, uh, pay one swamp. Sacrifice two blood tokens. Return Falcon with Forebear from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay, so that's an easy way for it to come back. Um, only an aggro card, though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's think? three for a three-one flyer. It's I think it's good and constructed. I don't think it's that great in commander. Yeah, unless you're playing a commander based around the new stuff to make blood tokens. Yeah, and you that, have to be playing like a really aggro deck, I think. For it yeah, it also combos with the other card that makes blood tokens, but yeah. Other than I, I, that, I, I think it's all I don't right. know how prevalent blood tokens are, so that's the right. It's a new thing. It's only going to be cards from this set, so yeah. Maybe it'll get better with time. It's hard to say. And it, I mean, it is it because if you think about it this way, it's three for a three-one. If you can hit your opponent twice, you can bring it back when it dies. Right. Which I mean, what are the odds you're going to get in twice of it? I don't know. Especially probably get rid of it by then. But if it only has one health, it's pretty easy to deal with. So. Yep. It's okay. Yeah, that's that's mediocre. Alright, next we got Graph Reaver, which is one in a black for a 3-3 zombie warrior with exploit, which is when it enters the battlefield, you can sacrifice a creature. When it exploits a creature, destroy target Planeswalker. At the beginning of your upkeep, Graph Reaver deals one damage to you. So two mana, sack a creature, kill a Planeswalker... Or just two mana, three, three, but you take one every time. Yeah, so eh, trade-off, not terrible, but eh, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. In a zombie tribal deck, I could see you like, sacking this, yeah. sacking something for this, and then you got a three, three to swing with, and you swing with it the next turn, you just sack it to another exploit effect. Probably be the play, most likely, because you're not going to want to sit and take a bunch of damage all the time. No. That's not great. <laughs> I mean, the black always says uh, life is a resource, but I mean, it's. I feel like it's not really doing much. You're taking needless damage, basically. Like, if you get a value turn on a Planeswalker or something like that, it's worth it, but if you don't, then uh, I don't know. I'm not exactly sold. Uh, next up, we have Headless Rider. Uh, it is two black for a zombie creature. Uh, three, one. Whenever Headless Rider or another non-token zombie you control dies, create a two, two black zombie creature token. Uh, Seems so really good bad. to me. Yeah, really that's, good. that's pretty awesome. Three, uh, one. Every time zombies die, you get more zombies. Black likes to kill things, so then uh, <laughs> you get stuff. It's cool art too. Looks like the headless horseman. Yeah, that's a, that's that art's sick. Um, yeah, I could definitely see this being played in multiple decks. So uh, next, I'm going to talk about a uncommon here, just because it's reprinted uh, and it used to be a rare. Uh, so Hero's Downfall is one black black for destroy target creature or planeswalker. It's an instant. Used to be a rare in Theros. Now they're reprinting it at uncommon. Yep. <laughs> Um, definitely a fine card against Planeswalkers. I mean, get rid of Ugin, get rid of, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be very good and limited as uncommon. Yeah. Even uh, so the next actual card is Path of Peril. It is one black, black sorcery for destroy all creatures with mana value two or less. And then it has a cleave cost with four white, black. And if you pay that, it's destroy all creatures. Uh, boy, six to wipe the board. That's kind In of high. Time. I yeah. know. Three like, to destroy all two or less isn't that bad. But. Three, yeah, that's kind of like a, uh, like a mass disfigure. 
kind mm. of. Which that that's pretty good, but six for a full wipe. Uh, there's better cards. You can damnation for four. You can yeah. wrath. I mean, for four. in black white, there's a lot of better cards than that. Yeah, that you can you can you can do a lot better. Uh, definitely, probably won't be playing the cleave cast unless you're really desperate. So, uh, next up we have our I think it's the first planeswalker we've seen. Um, we have Soren the Mirthless. It is two black black for a legendary planeswalker who is Soren. Uh, he comes into play with four um, uh, loyalty tokens. Uh, his three abilities are plus one. Look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card and put it into your hand. If you do, you lose life equal to its mana value. Okay, so it bobs. That's cool. Yep, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> Bob is good. <laughs> uh, minus two. Create a two, three black vampire creature token with flying and lifelink. Now, that's pretty solid. Some nice, uh, nice uh, text on it. And, and then, two, uh, three, so. yeah, two, three is not bad for a token. Uh, and then it's uh, um, minus seven ultimate is Soren the Mirthless deals 13 damage to any target. You gain 13 life. So going on uh, again with the Triskaidekaphobia uh, theme here. <laughs> they love their 13s, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good. I think I'm in a plus one and minus two the most. I don't know if I'm I'm rarely going to minus seven probably. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're going to like Bob is an amazing card for anyone who doesn't know what. That yeah. Is. And if you're that playing the vamp and if you're playing vampire tribal, the two, three vampire of a flying lifelink is very relevant, especially if you have like buff all vampire effects. Right. So, and of course, if, if anyone is uh, younger and is not as familiar with the legacy theme, Bob is uh, the dark confidant card that had that same ability. Um, yeah. He, we just call it Bob because there was a art of a person named Bob <laughs> in the magic uh, field. But yeah, that, uh, that plus one is very nice. And, so, yeah. and even the minus two. So yeah, you had to expect Thorn to be back because he is the vampire planeswalker. I think he's the dad Obviously. of Edgar. I'm not sure. But I, I don't know the lore. Or, I think he's related to Edgar in some way. I'm not 100% but sure. Happy to see Soren, and it's also a pretty good one. This is definitely, uh, definitely a good one. Or it could be of Olivia. I don't know. It's one of the vampires he's... But anyway, so then uh, next card is Toxril, the, the Corrosive. Uh, it's five black black for a 7-7 seven, seven legendary creature slug horror. Interesting. Okay. At the beginning of each end step, put a slime counter on each creature you don't control. Creatures you control get minus one, minus one for each slime counter oh, on them. You, mi- you missed it. It's creatures you don't control. That's what I said. Creature you don't control. You control. I did? Yeah. Re- read it again. Oh, at the beginning of each end step, put a slime counter on each creature you don't control. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one for each slime counter on them. Whenever a creature you don't control with the slime counter on it dies, create a 1-1 one, one black slug, slug creature token and pay a blue and a black, sacrifice a slug, draw card. Okay, so at the very end, they make a demir for... Anyone hoping to do a mono black uh, commander deck? <laughs> well, hey, now you can do blue black commander deck with this is the commander. Do slug tribal because you can just sack any slug to draw a card. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many slugs there are in Magic. I'm but. yeah, that's the thing. I I don't can't think of too. Many. I do think I do think this is good because um, you're putting slime counters on it every end step. 
It's not even yours. It's every end step. Yeah, it's each end step, yep. And they're going to get minus and minus one. So you're just eventually going to kill everything but this. And each creature you Everything don't but your board is going to die. And these are minus counters. So this A... No, it's, they it's, go. They're, they're technically slime counters. So they only are getting minus while he's in play. Okay, but still. it's yeah. uh, They don't go away until he lives play, right? Well, the slime counters would stay. So you could just bring them back and they die. Yeah. It's just they, they would, it wouldn't keep persisting. Right, but so yeah, I think so he's they, very good as a commander. They don't go away, and this also deals with in, in, indestructible stuff, because it affects them too. Yep. So, overall, very solid. And for everyone that you kill off, you're getting slugs that you can draw cards with, or just attack with a bunch of 1-1 yep. one, one slugs. Yeah, you literally can make a token deck with this. Yeah, and drawing cards, always good. For two, two to draw a card is not bad. Uh, okay, that concludes our black section. Uh, what do you think about black? Um, I was kind of unimpressed with it until we got to the end here. There's definitely some good cards at the bottom. Uh, honestly, I think the biggest takeaway is Heroes Downfall and Uncommon. Um, I also really like this common card that's Gift of Fangs. It's an enchantment that gives... Uh, vampire plus two plus two, but if it's not a vampire, it gives it minus two minus two. So it's like a disfigure that can also buff your own. Card. Okay, that that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, the vampires. So the the one vampire that gives blood tokens of flying trample is really good, and then Soren and Toxer. Other than that, just yeah, okay. it's it's really Soren and, and and the slug creature are like the two main ones here. Yeah. I feel like black is definitely not as powerful as like blue and white that we just recently went through. Those were. They seem like they were a lot. They they really meshed together better. Right. They had they seemed like they were a lot more busted. All right, want to call it here for now? Then we'll call it. Okay. Wait, who did the last one? On that you? Uh, that was you. So it's me. Okay. <laughs> All right, so now we are moving on to the red section of the uh, cards we're looking through. Uh, the uh, So the first red rare we have is called Alchemist Gambit. It is one red red for a sorcery. Uh, it also has cleave. So if you pay one red red, it is take an extra turn after this one. During that turn, damage can't be... Or, yeah, sorry. Damage can't be, be prevented. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Uh, so then, obviously, if you pay cleave, it is four blue, blue, red, and then it has take an extra turn after this one. During that turn, damage can't be prevented. So this is busted, right? Yeah, this is very busted. <laughs> Seven take an extra turn. And three, three. If you know you're going to win that turn, if you know you're going to win, yeah, then you don't care. Uh, and also, damage can't be prevented. So, like you, like, you do damage. Period. People all people already hate the current standard card from Kaldheim that takes an extra turn for six mana and puts yeah. one one birds into play. Uh, <laughs> this this is just another card that people are going to be calling for a ban because it takes an extra yep. turn. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed one last thing. And then at, at the very end, it says exile alchemist bandit. Everybody. Right. So you can't like flash it back. So you can't do it again, which is good because this is already very good on its own. Yeah. This so far is very, very good. 
Uh, I can see this being played in lots of stuff, especially in Commander. <laughs> oh, it'll definitely be played in Commander. Three mana oh, yeah. take an extra turn. It's almost exactly. as good as what's the? I think what's the? Is the red one the other red one three mana as well? Where you take an extra yeah. turn and lose the game after? Yeah, I think I think it I is. Think it, this is just better than that because you have the option yeah, of not. Because then you can't and the, you, the damage can't be prevented. <laughs> Yeah. So you can freaking, you know, bolt them to death or whatever if you want, or, you know, trample over with creatures. All right. So next we got Cemetery Gatekeeper. It's a one and a red vampire 2 1 with first strike. When Cemetery Gatekeeper enters the battlefield, exile a card from a graveyard. Whenever a player plays a land or casts a spell, if it shares a card type with the exile card, Cemetery Gatekeeper deals two damage to that player. Um, that seems pretty decent. Uh, yeah, it seems pretty good. You exile like against a against like a storm deck. You exile something. They're gonna take two for every spell they play. It's basically a gutter snipe almost. Well, it's very anti close. right because it what well, hits you too. Hits both players. Oh yeah, it is one of it's like uh, okay. it's kind of like that. Yeah. So like if you exile a non like a non creature spell like an instant. It's it's kind of like that pyrostatic pillar that does that. Yeah. But you could do a creature if you're not playing a creature deck, and then every time they play a creature, they take damage. Yeah, I mean... It's good in a burn deck. Uh, double-edged sword for sure. Burn, yes. This is very good in burn. It's, it, it's going to be quick damage. And it has first strike, so that's always good. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy, this card has small font. i got to get close to it. <laughs> Next up, we have Chandra Dressed to Kill. Um, she's dressed, she's is, dressed to kill someone at the wedding, apparently. Yeah, she looks uh, pretty nice. Let's <laughs> be real. Uh, uh, she is one, th- uh, one red red for a legendary planeswalker named Chandra uh, with three loyalty counters. Um, and then she has plus one. Add a red Chandra dressed to kill deals one damage to up to one target player or planeswalker. And then her other ability is also plus one, which is exile the top card of your library. If it's red, you may cast it this turn. And then her ultimate is minus seven exile. The top five cards of your library. You may cast red spells from among them this turn. You get an emblem with whenever you cast a red spell, this emblem deals X damage to any target, or X is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. This is very good for burn. Yeah, you're basically just going to be like, okay, plus one, deal damage to you. Plus one, deal damage to you. If I'm out of cards, I'm going to exile the card. And then if you get the seven, anytime you burn something, you're going to burn them for more. Seems good. Seems very good. And and, and, the th- and planeswalkers that have both their other abilities plus like whatever are very good because they can really only lose counters from either ulting it or taking damage. Yeah, like that's that's uh, that seems very good. Red's gonna love this card. All right, next we have Change of Fortune. So it's three and a red for a sorcery. You discard your hand, then you draw a card for each card you've discarded this turn. Uh, so that's good if you really need a mulligan. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a wheel yourself or, you know, it, it's all right. It's good in Nekusar, right? Or no, because you're drawing. so never. No, mind. it's only you, so yeah. it's, it's not good for that. 
I mean, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally a free mulligan for four. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's good and burn if you hate your hand. I guess yeah, it's okay. It's an okay card. I think yeah. there's better. Like, I'd rather it's, just play an actual wheel. Like, this is yeah. This is very situational. It's. It's literally if you don't like your hand and need better hand cards. That's literally like the only time you would ever play this. Unless you have a whole hand of like madness cards and you're going to cast them all. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one time it's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a very fringe case. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have Creepy Puppeteer. Uh, it is uh, three and one red. Uh, for a four-three human rogue creature with haste, whenever creepy, whenever creepy puppeteer attacks, if you attacked with exactly one other creature this combat, you may have that creature's base power and toughness become four-three until end of turn. Um, that's good if you're playing with like uh goblins or something like that. Yeah, make you make one one thing a four-three. Um. It does have haste. I don't know because you, you make your one one a four. I mean, that's eight damage. That's that's true. That's a lot of damage. It is eight damage. <laughs> if if they have uh, no other wait, but you have to have attacked with only one. Wait, what? If whenever it attacks, if you attack when it attacks, you have to attack with one other creature. So you can only attack with two creatures then. This yep. and whatever you're making in a four or three. So it's good if you have like a one one or something like that with this. I don't Which, know. I think it's. I think it's could. There's some scenarios where it's good, but I, I think it's just yeah. overall it's not that great. It's it's fringe cases. Uh, I mean, eight damage is a decent amount of damage if they have no way to you know deal with it. Um, but yeah, the only thing I could think of is if you have like a like a one one goblin or something like that attacking with this. Um, that's decent but that's about it and next we got curse of hospitality two and a red for an enchantment or a curse you enchant a player creatures attacking the enchanted player have trample whenever a creature deals combat damage to enchanted player that player exiles the top card of their library until end of turn that creature's controller may play that card and they may spend mana as though were any color to cast that spell Okay, that's so basically uh, good. you enchant who you want to not live, and everyone's going to have trample swinging at them. And when they deal damage to them, they can cast the top card of their, that player's library. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> politics at its finest, much. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't attack me, attack them. Slip this card over there. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, very good in the curse deck where you can move curses around, so you can just keep uh-huh. moving it. Yeah, this uh, this is a very good. This is one of the better curses I've seen. Honestly, this is that's good. <laughs> this is this is who you play on someone you really don't like, <laughs> and you really want them to lose. <laughs> um, yeah, very good card in in a lot of situations. Uh, next up, we have Dominating Vampire. It is one red red for a three three vampire creature. And it has when Dominating Vampire enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature with mana value less than or equal to the number of vampires you control until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. 
So it's like threaten on a creature. Yeah, pretty much. Not bad. Very, very good in vampire tribal and vampire commander decks. Otherwise, probably unplayable. Yeah. 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 It's it's made for vampires, <laughs> basically. But yeah, good with a tribal. Uh, next, we have Kessig Wolf Rider. It is one red mana for a one-two menace. With pay three, tap it, exile three cards from your graveyard, create a three-two red wolf creature token. That's pretty solid, honestly. I think that's pretty good for one mana. That's one mana, yeah. <laughs> that's a one-two with menace. Yep. Which I mean, yeah. That unless you pump it, that's not a huge deal. But yeah, the but then later the, in the game you can make tokens. The ability is nice. That's that's good for sure. Obviously, you wouldn't want to play it on turn one because it's not going to do much. But um, especially like if you're a burn deck and you've played a ton of spells, like yeah, you still you still might play it on turn one in a burn deck because you're swinging for one pretty much unblockable till they have two creatures out, and then that's true. That is a good point. Yeah, and then you just like burn. Then you just like you know bolt them in the face a couple times, and then exile your bolts for a three two. Yeah. Which that's really good. It, it's nice that you're able to use your graveyard as a resource. Like right. that's pretty powerful. Definitely, um, that, that very powerful card. Very cheap. I do like that. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Mana Form Hellkite. It is two red red for a four four dragon creature with flying of course (laughs) whenever you cast a non-creature spell create an xx red dragon illusion creature token with flying in haste where x is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell exile that token at the beginning of the next end step so isn't this this, isn't this kind of like spellburst dragon but a little different different twist kind of is it better? Yeah, this better. is like yeah, this is, this is better than that. Yeah, this is like This is like okay. I have a four four flyer. Now I'm going to cast anything that's a non creature. So like I can drop my six cost enchantment that doubles my mana, and I'm going to get right. a six six to attack you with this turn. Yeah, that's really good. So it's basically like you're paying you know the equal amount of mana for an XX dragon for one swing that yeah. is equal to what that you're also playing, flying. and then you also get the effect of whatever the card is. That you're playing. This is so, this is really good, good in this is really good in your dragon deck. <laughs> it's good. In, you don't even have to have a dragon deck for this stuff. It's a non-creature no. spell that you could just yep. play this in a spell-based deck. Oh yeah, and you, like you, this is good in burn. To be honest, four is very playable in burn. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's, you're only getting one ones and two twos probably, but yeah, but good. hey, that's still damage. You, like yeah. you don't care, and you still got a four for flyer that you have to deal with. Yep. All right, next we got Olivia's Attendant, which is four red red, so six mana for a 6-6 six, six vampire with Menace. Whenever Olivia's Attendant deals damage, create that many blood tokens. And it has pay three, Olivia's Attendant deals one damage to any target. Um, just Honestly, just the stats alone are pretty nice. And that's Menace. Yeah, that's six for a 6-6 six, six Menace. If you hit him straight up for six... You're getting six blood tokens, and if they have big yep. blocks, you just pay three and you can get one blood token. Yep, it's not bad. That's it's pretty good. That's pretty solid. It's definitely, definitely played in any of the new decks that need blood tokens. 
I mean, is will be playing a vampire deck. <laughs> That's for sure. That's a this is pretty much a bomb in a vampire deck. Um, yeah, very very good for for that kind of deck. And it looks like our last red uh, rare and or mythic card is, uh, boy, of course, it's a weird one. Uh, Stenzia Uprising. Uh, it is two red red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, create a 1-1 red human creature token. Then, if you control exactly... Seriously, again. <laughs> exactly 13 permanents, uh, you may sacrifice Stenzia Uprising. When you do, it deals 7 damage to any target. And they love their 13s, don't they? <laughs> so, 99% of the time, I'm pretty sure you're not going to end up sacking this for no. the 7 damage. You're probably just gonna be okay. I get a one-one every turn. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, for um, four mana, it's not bad. That's not the greatest. It's, it's mediocre. If I mean, you I, happen to hit the thirteen, it's pretty good. You did hit seven. Yeah, it's real good for that. Take yeah, you <laughs> deal seven. <laughs> uh, especially if you could time it. Especially if you could time it where you play this and that token that turn is going to be the thirteenth thing. Yeah, and then you you know, and then they say they you know only have seven left or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then you basically win. Um, so yeah, situational, very fringe, kind of a fun card, I guess. Uh, mediocre at best, though. Otherwise, mediocre red as a whole. Uh I mean, Chandra's good. Uh, the the Hellkite's good. Uh, definitely some some of these like cheap cards are pretty value, honestly decent value cards yeah i think the chandra and the dragon are just like busted but yeah alchemist gambit can be really good that's busted um i have a feeling it's similar to black where the cards are okay other than like two yeah but there is a lot of value on the cards that are well i guess that extra turn card is busted too yeah the alchemist gambit's busted red definitely red has a decent amount of value i feel in this set so um yeah, definitely can hold its own. Definitely some tribal decks that are gonna want these cards and uh and burn too. Burn's gonna love this stuff. Right. Uh, Alright, when are you free next? Thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. It helps support us very much. Uh you're probably gonna hear a ad after this and then the outro song, so have a good one, folks.